welcome back to another episode of the Maroon Weekly. I'm your host, Carter, and I'm joined by... Greg, Jake, and William. We have an exciting episode for you all today, starting with uh, the update on a new Master's of Science in Biomedical Sciences, which Will's going to start us off with. Awesome. This upcoming fall, the University of Chicago is launching a Master's of Science in the Biological Sciences. This one-year massive program created by the Biological Sciences Division in partnership with the Pritzker School of Medicine offers a curriculum focused on addressing the modern biomedical challenges. This new master's program offers concentrations in science communication, biomedical data science, and health system science. The decision to establish the new master's program reflects a growing popularity in one-year master programs. For that reason, it has a minimal number of prerequisites for undergraduate courses, only requiring one general course in chemistry and biology. The new program intends to create an environment for students to learn rather than fear failure. The inaugural class of the Master's in Biomedical Sciences program will be composed of approximately 30 students with options for expansion in coming years. The department expressed a goal to increase the accessibility of the program through online courses. This article was first reported on by Claire Malhorta. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's only a one-year program. That's uh, incredibly short in terms of, you know, graduate education, and it's not intended for medical students, it sounds like. Yeah, but I find it incredible that the university is opening doors to such a master's program. In today's world where life sciences and biotech is becoming more important, it's vital that we have programs that help people understand what these new medicines and therapeutics mean. There are a fair amount of one-year master's programs here that the college offers. If, I know that if only because of all the joint degree programs that we have that have these masters that you can do in just one year that you can basically do in your fourth year. True, um, true. true. As an undergrad. Are yeah. you thinking of ever going to graduate school, Carter? I may eventually go to graduate school. Um, my, well, currently I'm occupied to, to work in New York uh, for a year and a half. We'll, we'll see after that if I decide if I want to go back to school. But I, I don't know that it would be in, in medical sciences I've been. Well, I think you brought up a good point earlier. It's interesting that it only has, you said, like one or like two prerequisite undergraduate science courses. Yeah, but I feel like this program is meant for more helping people understand um, what the new sciences, um, science, scientific breakthrough, breakthroughs mean um, for the lives of ordinary people. There's a heavy focus on the science communication aspect of, of this um, master's program, which I find incredible. I mean, you have companies like Moderna and Merrick producing or uh, are, have in their research pipelines personalized cancer vaccines. So I find it really important that we begin um, discussing um, science with everyday people um, and discussing what it means for their lives, um, because I think life sciences is going to be really important for us to understand in the coming years. Well, next we'll go on to myself with an article uh, and now uploaded on the Maroon on GSU unionization. With that said, vote tabulation is in progress to determine whether U Chicago's graduate students will unionize. As many students on campus already know, Graduate Students United successfully arranged for an election through the National Labor Relations Board, or NLRB, to determine whether working graduate students will be represented by Graduate Students United, United Electrical, Radio, and Machine Workers of America, or GSUUE, for collective bargaining purposes. Voting for that election is over. That occurred January 31st and February 1st, but results aren't expected until March 16th due to mail-in ballots. As it happens, this isn't the first time graduate students have voted on unionization. A 2017 election saw 70% of students vote in favor of unionization, this time under a new administration and a more pro-union NLRB. 
Graduate Students United is hopeful that the results will fall in their favor. For more information on the recent election and organization, the organization responsible for it, head over to the article by Richard Davis on the Maroons website. Next, we'll turn over to an article on recent uh, attempts to increase drainage on the quad. Yes, right. so I have a question for students listening. Are you tired of hopscotching over puddles on the quad? As a follow-up, are you tired of going to lecture with soggy socks because you're terrible at hopscotching? <laughs> if so, you will rejoice in this news. Last week, the undergraduate student government announced the university's construction project to fix drainage issues on the quad. In an Instagram post, the USG announced that the work on the project will begin in the summer of 2023 and continue for five years, with all construction being confined to the summer months in order to avoid disruptions to students during the academic year. Until the project is finalized, facility services will be employing a high-tech solution to drain the most troubling spots, also known as squeegeeing. Now here's an interesting tidbit. The Maroon also learned from Jeremy Manier, the university's assistant vice president of communications, that the drainage failures are partially linked to durability issues with the original installation of the pavement on the quad. The pavement was installed in 2011 when the university pedestrianized several roadways intersecting the quad. For the full details, see Justin Walgren's article on the Maroons website. Yeah, it is really interesting. Those, those pavers are frequently, uh, you know, puddles, unfortunately. I was on a tour back last spring quarter for, it was, theoretically it was for alumni. It was an alumni weekend event, and I was the only non-alumni there. <laughs> but it was a really great tour, um, and, and they explained that they had replaced all of the roadway in the quad with these pavers that were intentionally porous to help with getting the water through the, um, you know, to, to, to seep into the, into the ground without causing too much damage or runoff. But as a result, these pavers are, are fairly weak, and when you do have cars like utility vehicles going on there or, or just everyday traffic, combining with that with, you know, the water from snow melts that then gets salted and then uh, freezes and unfreezes, the pavers can get damaged pretty easily, and that's, that's what causes a lot of the puddles there. So I'm glad to see that they're, they're going to try and fix some of that issue, hopefully without resorting to means that do cause the exact runoff issues they put the porous papers in to prevent in the first place. Hopefully they find some solution that's sustainable long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always love looking at the Chicago archives and seeing how much campus has changed over the years. You'll see in older photographs a lot of cars parked on the main quad, which yes. would be like, incredible today. But I have to say, this to me is top-notch investigative journalism. And I mean that unironically. Like, I am a huge proponent of pedestrianization, and I'm thrilled that improvements are being made um, to what I think is such an integral part of the campus's fabric. And I, I'll also say that it's, it's unfortunate that it will take five years, um, but it, you know, it needs to be done. And I'm also curious as to whether we'll see other aesthetic changes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting to think about how the quad of all things, which feels so like sort of almost frozen in time, will develop over the years. It is certainly a beautiful part of campus, as, as you alluded to, a very important part of campus. I know that it was a draw for me in choosing to come to UChicago, being able to walk around the quad. It's, it's a good vibe. I still remember my first tour when I first walked on the quad, kind of all big-eyed and like as, as a high school student, just looking at all the old buildings and, you know, just picturing myself walking here and now being a student here. So the quad is a really big draw for so many people. Um, it was for me, and I, and I hope that this can get fixed, um, 
you know, before I graduate, um, I, I do remember hearing that this was a five-year timeline, um, but it is important that they're making these upgrades to the quad. So hopefully it's done after you graduate. Hopefully it's done after I graduate, <laughs> but, but, you know. You'd like to see I a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah I'd like to see some, some, some aspects of it. Yeah. Well, now we'll go to our last article with Jake on an article on the Roadrunners, Chicago student-led running club. Thank you, Carter. Um, last year during our week, uh, went house second year, Lucas Berard, and invited members of his house to join him on a run the next day. A group of them went on a run together, and soon it became a regular event. Before long, the group grew beyond Wenthouse, with many others wanting to take advantage of the chance to run as a part of this small community. Many of them ran the Chicago Half Marathon together last spring, and one then-first-year, Jordan Flaherty, saw the seeds of a UChicago running club. She established a group chat where members could share training plans and attend races together. This year, the club, now known as the UChicago Roadrunners, meets every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 3.30, and on Sundays at 10 a.m. They usually leave from Stewart Hall and run either on the Lakefront Trail or Washington Park, with students splitting up into smaller groups based on the pace and distance they want to run that day. The club also hosts speaker events, where a UChicago professor gives a short lecture, usually about running, to the club. The professor then joins the group on their run. In addition to that, the club also goes on, um, also attends local races together, competing um, as a group and perhaps having some small subset of them go to pick up packets before so everyone doesn't have to go downtown or wherever the race is. The UChicago Roadrunners Club is open to anyone with no application process. You're welcome to run with them as often or as infrequently as you choose. This article was originally reported by Blair Penn for the Maroon and is up on the Maroon's website. I love that they have talks with professors who will then join them on the runs. That sounds really yeah, interesting. Fun. Have you have you been a member of the Roadrunners? I went on maybe four or five runs with them last quarter. I haven't managed to make it this quarter, although I should do that. I gotta find the time. Yeah, you do a lot of runs on your own, right? Do you find yeah. that other people are similarly running on their own, or do people tend to group up? It really depends. Um, running with people is great. Like it was in high school, that's pretty much all I did, and I was very bad about getting myself to run on my own. I still maybe am not as good about getting myself to run on my own as I should be. Um, yeah, there's, some, there's something great about the, the community of it. When you're on your own, you can like go as far as you feel like going that day. You can go the pace you want to go. Um, I think when I was running with them, I, I should have gone with like the more top group, but usually I was running sort of slower than I wanted to um, with the people that I was running with. I still should go back. Will Greg, any running for you guys? I have fond memories of my high school running days. I actually think I've, I've talked about it on the weekly before. It's a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun, as Jake said. Um, and, you know, you, you, you have to commit to it. Um, I like running over the summers. During the school year, it's, it's difficult. Actually, I, for like the first two weeks of pretty much every quarter I've been here, I've, I've always made an effort to, you know, at least go... Um, to Ratner and you know try to get some exercise in, but eventually that motivation wanes, and I think it's it's really all about developing discipline. That is key. Um, but this sounds like a great club. It does. Yeah, maybe the the best memory I have with the Road Running Club is um, that I went to a five k downtown. I think I mentioned this on the weekly, and that was um, was with there were some people from my house, but also with people from the Road Running Club. It was good to get to know them to do that event with them, run a 10K. 
um, downtown. It was, it was a good day. Had fun. Had to get up really early, which I didn't enjoy. <laughs> but aside from that, it was a great time. Yeah, running sounds great in, in theory. I don't I don't see myself, unfortunately, getting on the road anytime. I saw you. I on agree the road. with you. No, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> oh, I last time literally I was asked if I was okay. <laughs> I, I was not okay. I agree with you, Carter. I'm more of a cyclist. Um, running, I don't know. I, no, not for me. Last spring, I got in the habit of um, running on the Lakefront Trail until I got too tired, and then just finding a divvy and coming back. You see, the routine. best part about cycling is that I could, t- you know, I could take my bike all the way up from from here, up Lakeshore Drive to the Loop. I can go to the fairgrounds near the Bean, get a coffee, and then cycle back. That is the best part about have cycling. Have you done that? Here. Yes, I have. Wonderful. I actually did so yesterday when the weather was really nice out. <laughs> well, with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening to uh, this episode of the Maroon Weekly. Once again, I'm Carter. I'm Greg. I'm Jake. And I'm William. Thank you all for joining us. See you next time.